Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up? Welcome to the Deep Sleepers Podcast, the podcast to listen to if you watch football with ulterior motives. I am your host, Jeremy Layton, and we have a special guest, friend of the show, former co-host of the show, friend of me. Uh, for the first time since she moved on to the Action Network, she is returning to do a spot start, um, as they would say in baseball, but this is a full podcast, so I guess it's like um, my co-host was, my fake guest co-host was injured with a metal thing that the Chargers doctor poked in his mouth, so we're calling Justin Herbert in off the bench. It is Samantha Raviti. You know her if you listen to the show. What's going on, Samantha? Hey guys, what's up? I'm so happy to be here and I'm blessed that I am Justin Herbert in this metaphor. Yeah, I mean, you're going to shock everyone and I'm like... <laughs> I've, I've gone on the record saying I didn't expect anything. Like, I did not think Justin Herbert was good, and then he shocked me. So I guess it's not quite a fair reference because you were my co-host for a very long time, and I do think you're good. So maybe we'll need, like, maybe it's like a Joe Burrow situation where I, I, was, I was always down, and I think I was proven to be right for the most part. Awesome. I mean, I can't wait to get into this. I, yeah, I've been with Action now for, like, about a month, but uh, it's been good. I, I miss podcasting, though, a lot. Yeah. Um, well, there you go. Anytime you want to come on the show, you are more than welcome. Um, but for the official record, you are not officially a host of the show. So you're just freelancing. You're just hanging out with your friends and it's, it's just happy to be recording it. Um, but as you said, as I said, it's the NFL draft week. And honestly, this is one of my favorite betting weeks of the year or like the NFL draft itself is one of my favorite betting events of the year. Um, a couple of reasons. Is it better than the Oscars for you? How were your Oscars bets? I only, put in, I only put in two Oscars bets this year and they lost okay. both of them. So not very good. <laughs> I, lost okay. but I, only, I put like 50 bucks in. It wasn't a lot of money. And it's, I just like, I could only find it in one book. And the thing about the Oscars is it's like all of the favorites are ridiculously juiced. And this year, a lot of upsets happen. So if I picked the right upsets, I could have won a ton of money. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, actually, good thing I didn't put Chad, Chadwick Boseman in as uh, mine. It was like minus 3,000 for him to win Best Actor. And then he lost. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, they like, they built the whole show around him. They put that as the last award. They were going to do like an in-memoriam thing. And then he lost. And everybody looked very stupid. Wow. What a fake out. <laughs> it, was, it was horrible. It was like the worst Oscars I've ever seen. And I, I'm glad I didn't bet it because I didn't, I didn't want to stay up and watch it because um, it was boring. But, well, it's, at least it's only 50 bucks. I mean, you already spent $60 speaking to me before this podcast started. And so. I would like to spend a lot more. So <laughs> keep that, keep that uh, Venmo on. Yeah, again, I live in New York City, which, by the way, why, do, why hasn't New York legalized gambling? We just legalized it's weed. It's, it's ridiculous. I have to go across the bridge to New Jersey if I want to gamble. And there's, I guess I could do that. Maybe, you know what? I might have found a trip for myself. You should make like, I mean, that's that's like a fun day trip, right? And you could put a lot of bets in all at once. You know what? I might do it tomorrow when I'm done with work. That actually could be kind of fun. <laughs> How do I get there? I have to like Half. take the subway. Yeah, I'll take the subway to the... Hmm. You know what? That's not... Oh, I forgot idea. you don't go into work because I was going to say you can just walk to Penn Station, but I... Yeah, I think I can take it from like the West Village if I take the L all the way. You know what? That's a great idea. I'm probably going to do this tomorrow. So you're not going to have to put in any more bets for me. Um, <laughs> hilarious anyway we're getting off topic nfl draft it is 
not only I just like I kind of love it because like for football fans and degenerates like me, there's just kind of this long bleak off season. It's just like a three day window where you can actually bet on the NFL, and it's not football, but it's kind of the same. The anticipation anticipation can kind of be similar, and also it's just something that you can kind of game if you just pay enough attention because teams do leak stuff out, and some of it's smoke screens, a lot of it is smoke screens, but um, to a certain extent. If you just are vigilant enough and you pay enough attention, you can put in enough bets and you can win some money. And they don't they have low betting minimums. A lot of the books do for the draft because it's easy to win money and it's not a profitable thing for them. So we're gonna try to help you win some money. This entire podcast will be uh, dedicated to betting the NFL drafts. We'll probably do a post mortem kind of fantasy implications of some of the rookies next week, but this is we're just gonna focus on the bets. So we have to start in the place that all of the NFL draft conversation starts with the third overall pick. We know Trevor Lawrence is going number one. It's like minus 10,000, which like maybe like, yeah, it's going to happen. I wouldn't bet it. Like it just doesn't make it. It's just not worth the risk in case something crazy happens. You have to lay down like $10,000 to win a hundred and it's just not worth it. Right. Like if you're going to bet something like that, I would probably try to find a book where you can do like the exact order or something because you pretty much know like one and two and, I don't know. That that seems like at least like slightly a better bet than than doing yeah. the minus ten thousand because Wilson is also minus ten thousand to be clear. Right, right, right. If you could like parlay that somehow, like, <laughs> but I don't, they don't let you parlay. They don't let you parlay that. Right, yeah, right, right, right. If, if only that was possible. It's not thing with the Oscars. <laughs> they don't let you parlay things either. Um, so it's just kind of tough. But the third overall pick is where the conversation begins and ends. Now, as everybody knows, the 49ers traded two future first round picks to move up nine spots from 12 to three ostensibly to get a quarterback it's that's a guarantee at this point the question is which quarterback all of the news has been that Kyle Shanahan loves Mac Jones so I just want to get your general opinion on what you think the pick is like what you think the move is like what do you think they're trying to get inside San Francisco's head here do you think there's any chance that they really gave up all that capital to get Mac Jones. I mean, what's not to love about Mac Jones? He's got DUIs. He's got that dad bod going on. I mean, really, like there's just so much love. Uh, I mean, I, I can't understand it because if you were to just look at him as a talent and like in a vacuum, you don't think he's a first round talent. I don't think he's a first round talent. He may be, I think the argument that a lot of people are making is that he may be the most ready right now, quote unquote. But like that also hinges on him being in this perfect situation. We haven't seen him improvise. He's not athletic. Like literally fantasy pros, the pro comp that they gave was Daniel Jones, but less athletic, (laughs) Um, which I was like, wow, they just absolutely bodied him. But uh, yeah, I mean, I have very legitimate concerns. I don't understand the whole thing. I really just want it to be a smokescreen, not just because I put money on Justin Fields, but because I just, I literally will feel like I don't know anything about football if that is the outcome. If Mac Jones is number three, I don't know anything about football. Yeah. I mean, look, like, you talked about the perfect situation. The 49ers is as perfect of a situation as it gets because Kyle Shanahan, I, I truly think Kyle Shanahan believes that his system is to a certain extent quarterback proof and he wants a guy who can kind of just run the system. And Jimmy Garoppolo has done an okay job of it. Obviously there were limitations and the Super Bowl happened, but like every quarterback is going to be good in the system. So why not right. get a guy with higher upside because he's probably going to reach that upside. Justin Fields is a better quarterback. He is I, I don't think the argument that Mac Jones is the most pro-ready quarterback is necessarily true because he started less games in college than Justin Fields did. Really just had one season. Fields had two. And, like, it's not that many more games because Fields played in the Big Ten only, whatever, like seven or eight games this year. But still, it's a good amount more body of work. He's better. He's more athletic. Everybody knows that. The accuracy thing, Justin Fields is arguably, and I think – clearly more accurate than Mac Jones. I think maybe the thing, the one thing that like you can really hang your hat on is maybe like the processing speed, but the whole Everyone thing. Everyone says Justin, it's like processing is his yeah. big thing, but which whole, I think it's something that he can grow. I don't think that that's something that necessarily he has to have right out of the gate. And the whole thing about him not being able to throw passes first read is just something that someone made up once and people <laughs> regurgitated it because it sounded like it was true. It's just very much not true. PFF did uh, passer rating on throws behind or past their first read. Justin Fields was first of these five quarterbacks, and guess who was last? Mac Jones. So, 
it's just anyway it's it's ridiculous and i think like like sure mac jones could have some success in the system and like maybe he ends up being like a fine turk cousins like quarterback but just get a better quarterback but this is where the conversation becomes interesting for us so right now i'm looking at DraftKings. so mac jones is minus 335 so it's it seems like the market kind of really believes that he is the guy obviously Schefter, I think Rappaport, someone else leaked that they're deciding between Mac Jones and Trey Lance. Trey Lance is plus 300. Justin Fields is plus 550. And I've seen him as high as 10, like plus 1,000 at certain points. Yeah, he was plus 1,000 before the Shanahan conference or something like that. I've I've definitely personally seen him at plus 800, which just pissed me off because I obviously bet him at plus 250. But um, yeah, I mean, I've definitely seen it go absolutely wild. So it is crazy to think that like two weeks ago, he was the co-favorite. Yeah. So if you're better, what are you doing with this? What would you put your money on? Would you wait? Would you kind of like wait to see if something comes out later in the week? Or would you kind of bet it now? Mm, I mean, I would have hoped that if you were still a Fields truther, you would have bet it again at <laughs> plus 800 and kind of doubled down there. Um, because now I don't think the, the odds are that great. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I'm interested in putting the money on Mac, Mac Jones because I really just want to believe that this is a smokescreen. So, and like you said, I, do, I think that every one of those quarterbacks would do well in that system. Yes. Would Mac Jones do well? Yes. But I think Justin Fields would do better. And it just, it seems very weird to me that we've just like created this whole narrative and almost like, I think that Shanahan has got to be smarter than this because I literally saw a quote from yesterday that was like, Shanahan believes that like Mac Jones is the most athletic of the three. And I was like, now I know that's cap. Like that's actually cap. Like that's not possible. So I'm really just, I'm under this impression that it's not real. So if you see the odds go up, I would bet it again, but probably wait at this point. Yeah, if I were to bet here, I'd probably bet on Trey Lance at plus 300 because we know, like, there is tea leaves here that you can connect the team with Trey Lance, and it seems like like some people in the front office are being like, yo, don't draft Mac Jones. Like, you can do better. You didn't trade all this draft capital. Get someone with a higher Because ceiling. he would have been there. Yeah. That's what or, I don't Or he get. would have been there at eight, and then he, he traded, like, a second instead of two future <laughs> firsts to move up a few spots. It just doesn't make any sense. Um and yeah, I mean, I kind of think that with the Trey Lance thing, like they're keeping Jimmy Garoppolo around. Like it, Trey Lance is the perfect guy that you can take, let him sit, let him develop, and maybe he doesn't have to start right away. Like he's a guy that's not going to succeed if he has to start right away. But like Kyle Shanahan, we think he can develop quarterbacks. I, I like, yeah, the conspiracy theory hat is on for me. I do kind of think that Justin Fields still could be the pick here. I don't think at plus 550 is where I would take it. So if you can get it better at a different book, that's definitely something I would do. I have it. Yeah, I think I have it at like plus 200 something. So like bad advice, maybe if I was giving that to you a week ago. But yeah, like the smokescreen thing, people would say like, why would they be giving a smokescreen here? It's like, okay, the Jets, number two, Robert Sal is their head coach, whatever LaFleur, Mike LaFleur, not Matt LaFleur. He's their offensive coordinator. These are both guys that worked with Shanahan, that worked under Shanahan for a good chunk of their career. He's their mentor. They probably look to him for advice and they probably trust his opinion on stuff. So if they're saying, Oh, we love Justin Fields, then maybe they rethink the number two overall pick. Maybe they really do want fields. And that's kind of a little bit conspiratorial, but it does make sense if you think about it. So also makes sense that like the jets would fall for misdirection too. Sure. Like that all tracks to me. So yeah, yeah, of course. Um, a draft special on DraftKings right now, Justin Fields is over under is seven and a half. Under is juice minus 150, but that's something that I still think would be interesting. That's kind of a way you can combine them. Maybe they take them at three or maybe someone trades up at four or at seven. So like the Falcons and the Lions are two teams that I think have been kind of open for business um, in terms of maybe being able to trade out of that pick. But I do think that like if, if I were to bet something on Justin Fields, I still think if you can get it at plus 800, a third overall pick, like I still think it's worth like sprinkling. Like, it's been all over the place today too. So I think it's been like at 600. So it's been moving around a lot. So just pay attention, I think to that situation. And I totally agree with you on the Justin Fields draft position over under. That was one that I had highlighted myself. I would totally take that because a, obviously if I were John Lynch, I'm obviously taking Justin Fields, but I refuse to believe that there's a universe where he falls to eight. Like, that's just not possible. He went into this year's draft, like, sorry, so you went into this year's season as, you know, 
the top as the number two guy behind Trevor Lawrence. And he did nothing but prove himself this season. And there's been like a lot of narratives about him not caring about football and like, you know, the epilepsy stuff is, is serious, but it seems like it's very controlled. So none of that to me detracts from him. So I think that's a, a really good prop. Yeah. Again, the conspiracy theorists and me, like all this buzz we're hearing all this stuff about like how he made like Chris Sims had him as the 32nd overall pick. Like, first of all, that's completely not going to happen. It's ridiculous. I do think that there's someone, maybe it's the Patriots, maybe it's the 49ers. Maybe there's another team that's just trying to drive down his value so they can get him. And it's just what happens every year around this time. And like, you saw the Dolphins do it last year. They were like talking about like, maybe we're going to get Justin Herbert. Maybe, maybe like we're going to trade up for an offensive lineman. What ended up happening, Tua was there at five, didn't have to move up for him. It was the guy they wanted all along. So, or maybe it, that's what I think. So I just, I kind of feel like that's another thing that might be interesting. If I just want to say that if the Patriots somehow find a way to get Justin Fields, all 31 teams deserve that punishment. Like yeah. I will, so I would rather, <laughs> like I'm so, I would be so angry that if, that they let that happen because yeah. there's no universe that he, they should have a chance at him and, they're probably going to have a chance at him, which is just annoying. The NFL media also deserves the, that punishment because <laughs> we were like eating up all these stories about Dan Orlovsky leaking all this shit. And it, it's just, it's annoying to me. Um, but I do think that's a possibility. All right. So Trey Lance, his over under is five and a half. What do you think about that? Do you have a play here? Is this just kind of one that you're kind of going to avoid? So over right now is juice pretty heavily minus 159 under. Uh, five and a half is minus or plus one twenty five. What do you? What's your original thought here about a play? I don't think that that's a great play either way um, because I would. I think I don't know. I don't really know where to put him. He's such a wild card to me. I don't think that the first five picks are going to be quarterbacks. That's actually a draft prop that you can a special on DraftKings that you can do um, yeah, all first five. So I just I don't I don't see that that ha- happening. And you know. If it happens that Jones goes number three, I think Fields is the next one off the board. So, yeah, it's possible that Lance goes three. Like, there's so many possibilities, of course. But, yeah, as you said, it's juiced, and I'm not really super interested in that. Yeah, so if if he's going to go under five and a half, it's going to be either a pick three or pick four. It's not going to be a pick five. The Bengals, I don't think the Bengals are smart enough to trade down from that pick. I think they're going to take the guy that they want, and that could be Sewell or it could be Chase. If they take um, Chase, I – whatever (laughs) (laughs) yeah it would be questionable um but yeah so if if you're one if you want to bet on the trey lance thing i kind of feel like you take him plus 300 to be at the number third over the third overall pick the falcons could take him and it's theoretically an interesting position where you can like develop him for a couple years behind matt ryan but i still think they want kyle pitts um or they're going to trade out of that pick it's possible they trade out of that pick to trey lance so that, that like that pick is still in play but I still, that's something I wouldn't necessarily touch. Um, Jamar Chase is another guy that I find very interesting. So I've seen this bet kind of move very heavily. I'm looking at it on DraftKings right now. The over-under for him that I'm seeing here is five and a half, and it's juiced to the under at minus 143. I did see him six and a half on Bet Rivers, and I'm actually, uh, bear with me as I kind of try to pull it up real quick. Because um, it was juiced a lot heavier. It was like minus 180 but I think that bet mm-hmm. might be gone now. I think people might have caught on to that. So, yeah, what I'm seeing right now on Bet Rivers is under five and a half at minus 143. It is at minus 143 at DraftKings 2. So that kind of seems like what the consensus is here. So what are your thoughts on over-under Jamar Chase at five and a half? Mm-hmm. I, don't th- I, don't, I don't like it. I think I would probably say – over five and a half I think he's the first wide receiver obviously he's probably what like minus 2,000 to be the first wide receiver it's a little but, less than that but yeah. okay but he's you know what I mean um but I don't know like I feel like it's gonna be like four quarterbacks and pits or something like that yeah so Jamar Chase I loved it at under six and a half and it was juiced pretty heavily it was juiced like minus 200 and if you can still find that I still think that's a play you should make 100 percent because He's going to go in the top six picks. I think there's pretty much no chance. And I, I'm writing about this. Um, actually, it's a story that's coming out tomorrow, and I don't even know it's going to be relevant anymore because this line might be totally gone by now. I totally feel that, by the way, because I keep writing these stories, and, like, the moment they publish, it's like, oh, the lines all moved, like, drastically. Yeah, that's the thing about the NFL draft. It's just – it's such a, like – it's such a tough spot 
for certain people because like i don't know it, it's like the lines move so quickly i'm gonna look up bend mgm because that's what i think where i found it originally mm-hmm. um it was it was minus six or it was under six and a half um at minus 200 that is a bet i would take any day of the week because if you think about it picks four five and six are all a possible possibility be, uh, for Jamar Chase, but five and six, both of those guys are linked to him. So there's only <laughs> one scenario where Chase doesn't go in the top six, and that's if the Falcons either draft a quarterback or trade out of that pick. Because if they don't draft a quarterback and they don't trade out of that pick, they're taking Kyle Pitts. It seems like that's pretty much locked in. At five, it seems like the Bengals are choosing between Jamar Chase and Panay Sewell. And at six, it seems like the Dolphins are choosing between Kyle Pitts and Panay Sewell. So in the, like, in the scenario, yeah, say the, like the Falcons take Trey Lance or trade out. And then the Bengals at five take Panay Sewell. And then at six, the Dolphins take Kyle Pitts. That's like the only scenario where this doesn't happen. Is it possible? Yeah, but not all three of those things are going to happen. Like one of those three things probably is not going to happen. So you have a very good chance of that hitting. So under six and a half, I think you hammer Jamar Chase. Yeah. Five and a half, I don't know. And it's it's kind of, it's a little bit above even odds. It's plus 115 mm-hmm. over five and a half. That might be something I'm relatively interested in. If you think that quarterback's going to go for the top four picks and then the Bengals are going to take Sewell. But I still think the Bengals could take Jamar Chase. I don't, I, that seems like a Bengals <laughs> pick to me. It does seem like a Bengals pick and I, there's absolutely a universe where that happens. Uh, I have seen a number of mocks today that have him at six though. And I, I feel like I could see him slip there. So I'm not really sold on the under. If I were to go anywhere, I would take um, the plus 115. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely with you on that. All right, we're going to take a quick ad break, but then we're going to come back and talk about some other guys we like later on in the draft. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, we are back. All right, now that we're done with kind of the top six-ish picks and the guys that we think are going to go at the top of the draft, we can kind of spread out a little bit and talk about some later on bets that we like. Samantha, you are the guest. I just want to uh, give you some time to talk about some bets that you pulled out that you like uh, for the upcoming draft. Yeah, so there are some specials, some books where you can bet the first position drafted by each team. And I picked out a couple of teams that could take wide receivers. Some of them are just more long shots, but I have the Lions first position drafted wide receiver at plus 140. So that's not a long shot. Um, and I, they obviously need wide receiver help. Like, I don't know if yeah. you've seen their depth chart, but it's yeah, it's like Quintez, yes, it's chart. wide receiver one <laughs> and yeah. two. Like oh, he's yeah. literally listed listed twice on their depth chart. So uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's tough for them. So I could def- I mean that's very plausible. Uh, another one that you know we has been a big buzzy thing is the Packers first position drafted wide receivers plus two hundred. I think that could be interesting. I would. If I were Aaron Rodgers, I'd be really pissed if they don't find a way to get a, a weapon in like one of the early rounds. So I think that that's very plausible to happen and it's plus 200. So I think those are decent odds. And then I've got the Falcons to first player drafted wide receiver at plus 700. So this is maybe like a little galaxy brainy, but like, so tight end is obviously like Pitts. It's minus 150. That's the betting favorite here, but with all the news with Julio possibly being on the trading block, I could absolutely see a situation where they do take a wide receiver here. Um, I mean, they can't get any new picks in this draft because it's going to be a post June 1st designation, but I could 
see a situation where that happens because they've already kind of brokered trade in, in the progress. Yeah, I actually like all those a lot. We'll, I'll go through all of them. Um, the Lions, that's obvious. Like, if they stay put, I think they're guaranteed to draft a wide receiver. I don't think they're going to stay put, and I think they could move back a few picks. And there's going to be a wide receiver on the board that they can take, I think, at right. any point. And, like, if Jamar Chase, first of all, is available at seven, I think that's an easy – you have to make that pick. Um, that's that's makes way too much sense if he's available. If he's not – I could see them taking Jalen Waddle. I could see them moving back like two picks with the Broncos to number nine and then taking Waddle there or Devonta Smith there. Um, I could see them even moving back a little bit farther than that, but they need a receiver. Like it's, it's kind of ridiculous. And right. like, they need a lot of other positions too. It's the lions. Like they, right. they need, they need so much. Like I feel like they don't have like a pass rush. They don't have a really good offensive line. Like they don't have a lot going for him. Poor Jared Goff, right? Yeah, I mean, but he's gonna like he needs help. Like if they want to be <laughs> even a little bit competitive, they need someone besides Quintez Cephas. And like they're not gonna take Kyle Pitts. That's the only real position of strength right now with TJ Hawkinson. Um, so if they're gonna draft, a, like maybe they take Sewell if he's available, but I don't really see it. And plus one forty, it's pretty good odds there. Um, the Packers plus two hundred that makes sense to me because they're going to be picking what like 29 like at the end of yeah at the end of the first round and that's where I think there's going to be a run on receivers because there's a lot of guys Elijah Moore could be there Terrace Marshall could be there and Elijah Moore plus Devontae Adams that's like Great. perfect so yeah. I, I love it chef's kiss <laughs> yeah exactly um and it like to a certain extent you can't piss off Aaron Rodgers anymore that than you did it just it doesn't make any like if you like, draft, right, like the disrespect that he got last year like they have to do something or like he's just gonna like table flip <laughs> yeah they're not gonna draft a d2 safety or like some weird shit at the end of the first round and there there are like they do need a cornerback but i think the top four corners are gonna be off the board by then and i mm-hmm. think there's a big drop off after that people like eric stokes i don't i think he's good i think he's a second round pick um but like i mean uh certain certain and horn are definitely going to be gone newson's going to be gone caleb farley he could slide because of the injury concerns and if he's there at 29 that's where i would get a little bit nervous but i don't think he's going to slide that far i think someone will probably take him before that uh so it seems like that's a that's kind of the money spot for receivers for me um i think there's gonna be a run on offensive tackles late in the first round and receivers and i mean they have david bakhtiari they could take a tackle but it's not really a top um the list of positions of need for them so i do think the receiver makes sense there the falcons um yes yeah, plus 700 a bit of a long shot but if they trade back i do think that's something they could consider if they trade back to like 15 with the patriots and devonta smith is still there that seems like yeah pick. like that feels like a very plausible scenario too because then the patriots get justin fields or something and then right. the world sucks but yeah. Exactly. It's going to be like, I'm actually prepared for some sort of like ridiculous, disastrous like that to happen. Uh, and for the record, quarterback is plus 200 for the Falcons. So hmm, that's interesting too. Interesting as well. Yeah. They could take Trey Lance. I, I think the pick is going to be Kyle Pitts um, personally. Yeah. Or the trade. Um, but yeah. So I think like wide receiver is kind of just worth it because it's just so long in yeah. terms of odds, but whatever. <laughs> word i i like it all right so i want to talk about some of the guys some of the picks that i like and i'll give you a chance to respond to each of them so both of these corners right now jc horn and patrick certain is it cert is it certain or certain i think it's certain but don't quote me on that (laughs) i like certain i think that's fun that's fun to say in in a weird accent so (laughs) certain's um his over under is 10 and a half Mm-hmm. Um, and it's pretty heavily juiced to the under at minus 159. But I think it's a pretty solid lock at this point. I, I think his floor is 10 at the Cowboys. And like, I was listening to a different podcast earlier today. And it was kind of like, do you trust Jerry Jones to make the responsible decision? Like if he's not off the board at nine, and it's like the Cowboys or you lose your bet, like, are you going to have any faith that Jerry Jones is going to come out and make the right pick? Or is he going to get Devonta Smith because he's like falling in love with him or something? <laughs> it's a fair, fair question. I still think that you have to take a cornerback if you're the Cowboys. Um, and Sertan, Sertain, I think Sertain. I think we're going to decide on Sertain. Like um, Cert, yeah, okay. Yeah, Sertain. let's just go with that. That's the least fun of the three. Uh, <laughs> but Sertain, um, he is the guy that's like, 
I don't think he's locked in as cornerback one. And it wouldn't shock me if they take J.C. Horn, but there are opportunities for people to draft Sertain before that. At eight, Carolina could easily take him. At nine, Denver could easily take him if those two teams don't trade up. The two best defensive players, in my opinion, are both the cornerbacks. The two best – and I think Jalen Phillips, the edge rusher out of uh, Miami UCLA – if there weren't the injury concerns, I'd probably list him as my favorite defensive player, but he's, he is obviously, he was forced to medically re- retire because of concussion. So that's going to be some of the teams are going to worry about. So first two corner uh, defensive players off the board are going to be Sertain and Horn. So under 10 and a half for Sertain. And I like even better for JC Horn under 12 and a half. And that is not juiced as much. I'm looking at Bet Rivers right now and it's under 12 and a half minus 134. I think his floor is the Eagles. So if the Eagles have him on the board, I don't think they can pass up on him unless you're like sold on Jalen Waddle or Devonta Smith. But I think Jalen Waddle is a little too similar to the other receivers they have on their team. And I don't think he would move the needle for them. Devonta Smith, like I, I think he's also a little bit like, I think Devonta, like actually the more I watch Devonta Smith, the more I really like him. And I just think that, um, but BMI, that's obviously the concern, but he's just really good. I, no, uh, I know. But I, I, think, t- I totally agree. Yeah, I think J.C. Horn's floor is 12. And so both of those are unders that I like. What are your thoughts on those? So it's funny because I actually had a couple of J.C. Horn notes here. So first cornerback drafted, J.C. Horn is plus 150. But I also like uh, first defensive player um, at Horn at plus 250, which was actually plus 450 at some point. Hmm. Um and I think that that's a very intriguing bet because I do agree that I think it's going to be a cornerback and I think you get decent odds there. So that could definitely be interesting. And I could see a universe where I think they're pretty close. So I could see a universe where he goes above certain. Yeah, no, I actually am totally with you on that. I like, it wouldn't shock me if the Cowboys take horn at 10 and it wouldn't shock me if that's the first off defensive player off the board. Um, and I, I, I definitely like that one a lot. I, I do think that um, there's just very, very little chance that either of those guys make it past what they're – unless there's a crazy run on quarterbacks or, like, both Sewell and Slater go earlier than we expect. But I still think there's, there's going to be opportunities for those guys to get drafted. Yeah, and for the record, Sertain is minus 110 to be the first defensive player. So since I just think they're not equal but closer than that seems – but that yeah. would be my reasoning. That makes sense. I, that's still something I'd probably stay away from. Just if it, were, if it were like, if it goes to like even odds or plus, maybe I would see a little bit of value in that. I, I think he probably will be the first cornerback taken, but the draft, like it just takes one team, like just takes John Gruden to take Cleveland Farrell fourth <laughs> overall to fuck everything up for everybody. So just takes like, the Giants to take Daniel Jones. Like, right. You remember, by the way, like when I was watching that draft, they like didn't even have graphics ready. Like you could tell that they were like freaking stalling because they like couldn't. They were just so surprised, and I feel like a lot of people were like, "Uh, what's going on?" They're so. like, "Fuck, what's our family tragedy that we can have were you, at the ready?" Were you working that day? Last like, year I was not for the post. Working. No, that was two years ago. Oh no, yeah, I was like yeah. barely on sports at that point. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but I was just curious. Sports. I was just curious what like the war room was like at that time. Oh man, that would have been fun. <laughs> I, feel, I think it's gonna be fun this like i think i think the 11th pick is gonna be interesting i like i tweeted about this today the giants are in a really interesting spot in that they're at 11th overall which i feel like is kind of the last spot that one of these like elite corners or one of these top receivers can be taken so if they were smart they would trade out of that pick gather a couple resources and then get like an edge rusher later like later in the first round but Dave Gettleman is just going to pick his guy and it's, we don't know who his guy is at this point. could be, I feel like it could be like Micah Parsons or one of these other, like maybe they end up with Devonta Smith. It's possible. It kind of feels like Gettleman's going to go against the grain. So if everybody's thinking like, Oh, body shot, like BMI <laughs> is really important in analytics. It's like, fuck that. I'm going to take Devonta Very Smith. galaxy brain or something. Yeah. Right, right. So I uh, just, just looking at the giants draft specials as exact player position of teams first drafted player. So it's wide receiver at plus one fifty, line offensive lineman at plus 300 linebacker at plus 400 and cornerback at plus 450. So if you like any of those, that could be. Wait, sorry. Can you repeat that one more time? I was wide rec- myself <laughs> wide receiver at plus 150 um for the giants first position and then um offensive lineman plus 300 linebacker plus 400 and corner black cornerback plus 450 hmm. so i think there could be interesting i mean their line obviously needs help but i'm not sure who's le- who's 
around at 11. Like I think a there's of- a chance that Sewell or Slater fall a little bit because it kind of feels like the quarter the quarterbacks are going to get like four at least four quarterbacks I think are going to go in the top eight picks. I'll, yeah, at least one or two like Chase Pitts are going to go up there. The Falcons are sorry. The Lions could trade out. Um, Panthers, Broncos could be interested in quarterbacks. Panthers are like also trying to trade their pick to the Patriots, which is just like the nightmare scenario. Your team is going to fuck it up for everybody. How do the you nightmare, feel? I I mean, we have Sam Darnold's. Like this is a nightmare scenario. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I could see there definitely being value in like a lineman at plus three hundred. Yeah, that that that's something that I find interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if Slater, or I wouldn't be shocked if Dave Gettleman reaches for like Elijah Vera Tucker or something <laughs> in that spot. Who's a good player? I actually really like him, but um, I don't know. He's probably not going to be a tackle at the next level, so I don't really <laughs> think that's something you would take with the eleventh overall pick. But yeah, All if right. you like Parsons, um, like I know you mentioned him specifically, it's plus four hundred for a linebacker. Yeah. yeah, I don't actually. I think he's going to slide a little bit. Um, I wonder what his. I actually he's didn't pull he's his been going right. down actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm let try me to pull see. It up. Yeah. Picks. Try to tell a joke real quick, but I don't have. I can't multitask. All right. <laughs> um. Yeah, so it's actually at thirteen and a half. Thirteen and a half. The yeah. over is juiced. Actually, no, the under is juiced. The under you know is what? juiced. Yeah. Can you put this in for me? <laughs> <laughs> I, like I don't have any money right now on the thing. I'd have to I figure know. that out. Okay, you um, like the over at minus I like the over at minus 103, over 13 and a half for Micah Parsons. In fact, I actually love that. I actually didn't pull that uh, for the show, but that's that might become one of my best bets because he's one of those guys where like, yeah, if the if the what's his, if the Giants don't take him, who else is taking him before that? Like I don't really see it happening. Like the Cowboys aren't taking him. They could, but I I just don't think it's going to happen. Um who's at 12? We got I mean uh, I think the um, – so CBS has him mocked to go to uh, Denver at nine, which I think could be interesting. Yeah, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to either take a corner <laughs> or take a quarterback because, I mean, Vic Fangio, he does like those guys. He likes those rangy athletic linebackers. So that's possible. But I, I do th- – I've been hearing a lot of stuff about him sliding down the draft, so that, that wouldn't shock me if he, he kind of falls a little bit further than that. So – the over seems like something and like there's always a guy every year who's like he was projected to be like a top five pick at some point everybody's like he's a he's a can't miss product and he's just his number has just fallen further and further down so I think the over there makes sense to me um yeah I, I wouldn't be shocked if he goes like in the 15 to 20 area I don't know maybe he goes to the Patriots if they don't try to take <laughs> back wouldn't shock me that's another big I could move. Yeah, I could definitely see that. And I hate this mock already because they have Justin Fields going at pick 14. So <laughs> the Bears don't trade up for him at that point. I will throw my team. It was literally mocked as the Bears trading up for him at pick 14. Yes. So <laughs> great news. All right. There's a couple more uh, a couple more things I want to mention. All right. So Rashad Bateman, his over under at Bet Rivers is 27 and a half. I love that under and it's even odds. 27 is where the Ravens pick. I think that's the absolute last he's been going to go. There's rumors that they're in on him, him and Terrace Marshall, the two guys they've been looking at. He kind of fits what they want to do pretty well. He's a, he's a very versatile receiver. I actually think he's the second best receiver in this draft. I think he's going to be best behind Jamar chase. I really like him. And like, I think a lot of people are unfairly weighing his 2020 tape where he had COVID and opted out. It was just a very weird season for him. But if you look at the draft, I mean, a lot of teams before 27 are in the market for the for a receiver. Baltimore, obviously. Jacksonville, like maybe not at 25, but they could. Like if a good receiver falls, I wouldn't be shocked if they take one. The Jets could, could use another receiver. Corey Davis is fine, but like not great. Tennessee really needs a receiver. They lost Corey Davis. They just have A.J. Brown. The Colts need a receiver. The Bears need a receiver. Miami needs a receiver at 18. These are all teams that could very easily go for a guy like Bateman. And it just seems like that's, that's something that I would definitely like to hammer the under there. And maybe there's something I don't know. It seems like that's way lower than he's getting mocked in a lot of places. Like on our episode of the mock draft that we did, we mocked him 21 to the Colts. So what do you think of that one? Uh, no, I mean, I like that. I was just looking up at total wide receivers draft in the first round. I don't like it. It's four and a half in the over. I mean, it's going to be more than that. Yeah, I know. So it's minus three thirty-five, and I don't think that. Yeah, that's not. That's that's a hard stay away from me. <laughs> I definitely don't like that at all. All right. So another. Sorry, sorry. You got something? Uh, I was just gonna say I had a couple. Um, yeah. Well, 
one that I like running backs drafted in the first round under one and a half at one minus 190, obviously juiced, but like I don't see both ETN and Harris going. It just doesn't feel like it's going to be a running back heavy <laughs> type draft. I mean, a lot of mocks have zero running backs in the first round. So I think that um, it's unlikely that both of them go in the first round. Yeah, I fully agree with you. I think the only way that would get fucked up is if Miami or Jacksonville does something weird and takes a running back, um, which is possible. <laughs> But you can get one of those guys in the second, and they have right, both exactly. those teams have so many picks that like why would why would you waste um, one of them on a running back? Um, yeah, I, I I think that's a nice bet too. Obviously, the juice is a little heavy there, but it's something that I would be interested in. Um, a later one that I'm interested in, and this actually jumped pretty heavily from when I was really interested in it, but and well, you put it in for me, Kellen Mond under eighty and a half. So. I liked it better when it was at like 87 because that was after Washington and Chicago had their third round pick. Actually, Washington has two third round picks, but their first third round pick comes before that. It comes in the 70s. Look, there's two drafts. There's the regular draft and there's the quarterbacks draft. Like I, I think there's almost a guarantee that at least one of those Kellen Mond, Davis Mills, Child Trask goes early second or mid second, or maybe even late first, it's possible. Like teams like to trade into the first round and get that extra fifth year option. Kellen Mond, I could talk at length why I don't think he's good. I think like he's had four years as a starter at a power five program, a powerhouse program and got a little bit better, but he's just so inconsistent on a snap to snap basis. And those guys just never develop into like starting NFL quarterbacks. Like we know what he is. Davis Mills intrigues me a little bit more because he's total unknown. He has like 11 starts. But I think one team is going to see the tools that Kellen Mond has, and they're very obvious. He has a ridiculous arm. He's very mobile. And they're going to convince themselves that they can do something with him. So they're going to either trade up in the second or take him in the second. I think he's a classic guy that's just going to be like Mason Rudolph or Christian Hackenberg. Who just like I was just going to ask what your pro comp is for him. So those are no, not good. Neither <laughs> of those guys are actually my pro comp. Actually, my pro comp for him is Drew Locke. I think that's okay. like... I think he is like the tools are there, but just like the galaxy brain is <laughs> a little bit out of control. And he just like, he does some things very well. I think I like the way that he kind of can extend plays and kind of manipulate defenders with his eyes, but he's a snap to snap consistency is just not there. And it never, is he like Mitch there. Trubisky? Yeah, maybe a little <laughs> bit, honestly. I'm like, yeah, that's another solid pro comp, um, <laughs> but 80 and a half, I think there's a, like, I liked it way better when it was further up in the 80s, but I would not be stunned at all, even if he goes in the late first. And 80 is a lot of picks. And again, people like quarterbacks. <laughs> they want quarterbacks. Quarterbacks go in the second round every year and don't turn out to be anything. I wouldn't be shocked if the Bears take them in the second round. It would really not shock me. But, no, for sure. There are a lot of quarterback BD teams that don't have like necessarily like an early first or anything like that, but I can certainly see them reaching for a guy like that um, who isn't necessarily great. Um, wanted to get your opinion on total cornerbacks drafted in the first round. Um, the over-under is four and a half. Corner or quarter? Corner. Oh. CB. <laughs> yeah, so there's definitely going to be four. Um, it's going to be obviously the two we talked about, Horn and Sertain. Um, and then it's going to be Newsom and Farley are going to be taken. I think I would probably lean. It, it, I, it kind of depends. It, it's like, that's another one that I, I don't know if I would bet. What are the, what's the juice on either side of that? So the over is minus 134 and the under is plus 108. Hmm. Yeah. I don't, it's not like crazy juice on either side. I, Eric Stokes is a guy that could go, um, I just, I don't know. I think there's going to be a run. Let's look at the teams at the bottom half of the draft because I think there's going to be a run on offensive skill position and offensive linemen. Yeah. Um, I mean. I think I probably like the over, but. Sorry, the under. It's the under. Sorry. Um, yeah. But not a strong lean now that I think about it. Yeah. You look at it like Jackson. All right. So it started like 20. Four. Pittsburgh is not going to take a corner. They're probably going to take a running back offensive lineman. Jacksonville is probably not going to take a corner. Cleveland's going to take an edge rusher. Baltimore, I think they're going to take a receiver. New Orleans, maybe they take a corner, but they kind of are just, I think they're just going to take a best player available situation. Green Bay could, Green Bay is the one that can kind of fuck it up. I know. I still think they're going to take a receiver though. Yeah. Um, so. 
they they do need a corner that's that see that's where i i don't, I don't think i would bet this i think this is just okay. like one where i would and like there's a possibility that you know farley or newsom fall to like the bottom of the like 29 and green bay takes them that would kind of save you there but like I don't know. I don't think it's going to happen. Buffalo's not. I think they're going to take an edge rusher. I think Tampa Bay could just do whatever they want because their team is so loaded. <laughs> um, but that's just kind of something that I would probably stay away from personally. Very fair. Do you have any other bets that you pulled you want to mention? Um, one that I, I mean, in, that we've a lot of people have been talking about aside from the quarterback situation is um, first running back taken. Um, Najee Harris is minus 167. Etienne is plus 150. And Javante Williams at a long shot is plus 500. Um, I think I could, I mean, I, if I were to bet one of them, I'm probably going to put my money on Etienne just because I think that the odds are better there. I wouldn't be shocked if Javante Williams is... I mean, and I, also, I wouldn't be shocked about that. So. It's probably not going to happen, but plus 500 is not terrible juice, or it's not like... Mm-hmm. It's not like... It's it's like... It's pri- like priced appropriately, I think I would say, with that. It's just like, yeah, I don't think it's necessarily going to happen, but there's been chatter about teams being really into him. A lot of people that I talk to who like know football very well think he's the best running back in this drafts and i've seen people saying this is a really bad draft for running backs i have not honestly done the tape study on the running backs that i've really just been doing quarterbacks wide receivers um a little bit of offensive line but i like honestly i couldn't tell the difference between a good offensive line and a mediocre one i did not that's that's kind of my blind spot when it comes to evaluation so i don't really know but javante williams the name that i keep hearing so i think there's a possibility that he is potentially the first running back taken. I, I think it's funny because Evan Silva of PFF, and I'm not like dunking on anyone, but this was going viral yesterday that like he was saying it was the worst draft for running backs in like recent history. And everyone was like, uh, 2014. So like. <laughs> was that the Bishop Sankey year? The 2014? It's yeah. The, okay. So Bishop Sankey, uh, Jeremy Hill, Carlos Hyde, uh, Charles Sims, Trey Mason, uh, Terrence West, Jarek McKinnon. So those are the top guys that went in that year's draft. McKinnon is like the last one standing there. And Carlos Hyde, I guess. I mean, yeah. I and Jarek McKinnon is injured all the time. Right, so. right, right, yeah. <laughs> that makes me laugh. Yeah, um, so it's not that bad, but it maybe not is as deep as previous drafts. Something that would intrigue me a little bit, I don't know if I'd put too much money on this. First offensive lineman drafted, Rashawn Slater over Penny Sewell. Slater is plus 250 on DraftKings. I think there's a lot of smoke around him being a lot of people's preference for offensive linemen. I don't know if I would agree with that. I was Northwestern. I love me some Rashawn Slater. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I, I kind of feel like Penny Sewell is the best player, but it wouldn't shock me. Um, it wouldn't shock me if a team uh, decided to do that. Apart from that, there's not a lot about these other props that I really like, but um, I will obviously be active on Twitter. Um, and <laughs> if any of these lines move, I will be on top of it. I will put them in myself if I can get them on my offshore account. That I question. To. Yes. Question. Can you live bet the draft? I wonder. That's a great question. Probably. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Obviously, someone, so like someone makes a trade or like something weird happens at pick three. That obviously changes the whole landscape or like something weird happens at pick four that changes the whole landscape. So I'm just curious if those are... Yeah, I think that's something you, I like. I've never lived in a state with legal betting, so I don't really know. I know they don't I'm have just, it. Look, I but, will be working, so I can't so. actually bet during the, <laughs> Like, I mean, maybe I can get like one in, but it's not going to be like I can just like stalk it and be on Twitter or anything. So, unfortunate. Yeah, that is very fair. All right. So, I've been asking all my guests, I guess I'll ask you too. Um, we're still in a pandemic or everybody's still stuck inside. Has there been, like, I know a lot of podcasts last you like a movie TV show. You're like, I'll expand it a little bit. Have you like picked up a new hobby? Have you been playing a video game? Have you been reading a book that you really like? What have you been like up to during quarantine? I haven't been doing anything productive. If that's what you know, like no, no, no. Like some people are like learning how to make bread and like, (sighs) I don't know, reading or like bettering themselves. And I would say that I spend all of my free time skiing and snowboarding. I did learn how to ski. Um, I grew up snowboarding and I just learned how to ski last month, which has been super, super fun. So that's added like a little bit of dimension to my winter sports. And that's been, I guess, fun for me. And obviously changing jobs has been a a really big thing. Um, 
and it's it's cool because I get to now work remotely forever. So yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you, I I don't know if you guys still have to go back. Well, to the I mean, my boss doesn't like was working remotely before the pandemic happened. So I would be shocked if I have to go back. I, I kind of want to. Okay. I'm I'm like a little bit sick of just like being in my apartment for whatever sixteen straight hours. Um, yeah. So what? So what? What? About, what's your answer to that? I feel like it's Nintendo Switch. And yes, what else? <laughs> that's my. So um, Nintendo Switch has been like my main hobby since like whatever I got it, like October. Um, uh, but I've been watching. A lot I just of remember movies. you like saying something that like you lost a lot of money one week, and you were like, "I might have to sell the Switch." Yeah, yeah. And that would have broken my heart because I've been. <laughs> what I've been doing is I actually discovered this more recently than I got the Switch. Is like. I was I was like a decent gamer when I was like in middle school and like early high school and then I just totally stopped like for 10 years and since then there's been a lot of really good games that have come out that I just haven't been playing but the Switch like ports all of them so I can just download them for like like 10 15 bucks and I can just play all these like amazing games that I missed so I did BioShock I did Borderlands I've been like right now I'm in an Assassin's Creed game I just started uh, so I was been kind of like rediscovering old stuff. Um, and I've just been watching a shit ton of movies. Like if you follow me on letterbox, I'll write a different, like me and my roommate and I just like, if there's, he watches every Rangers game, hockey game. So if there's no Rangers game on, we'll watch a movie. We watched the Manchurian candidate last night. It was quite good. I was, I was I've never seen it. <laughs> Very good. I, I highly recommend it. And I've watched like so many other ones that I can't remember off the top of my head. I actually like haven't been watching a lot of TV. Like I did all like the early pandemic stuff. Like right, there were, there are like rungs of this whole thing, but yeah. I did like the Tiger King and the Ozark and I don't know what else was a big thing, but I'm watching Ozark right now, actually okay. I'm on season three. It's um, so good. Right. It's really good. I was yeah. like, I was surprised by how quickly I was like fully hooked in. I, like, oh yeah, totally. The second I hang this up, I'm going to go cook dinner and watch Ozark. So. <laughs> love it. Or love it. Assassin's Creed. I don't know. Samantha Braviti, <laughs> a pleasure as always. Welcome back to the show. You're welcome anytime. And again, you are not an official host, so there's no <laughs> violation of your non-compete here. <laughs> but we very much value your opinion on this stuff, especially now that you're in action, you're in the betting full time. You obviously have a leg up on everybody. So we appreciate you coming. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for having me and good luck with your bets. And I, to you as well. And to anyone who's <laughs> listening, um, I hope you put in some of these bets. Cause I feel, I feel pretty good about these. I, I feel actually like quite good about my takes on the NFL drafts. So I've been kind of trying to pay attention. Um, but I loved your tweet. Wait, was it like a week ago? That was like, I, it's like way too early in April for me to like stand like to lose this ago. much money. That was before I went to Mexico. Justin Fields. That was, that was like when I was on my way to like meet Kate to like go to Mexico or maybe even <laughs> before that. So that was over a week ago. <laughs> maybe like 10. Yikes. Okay. And obviously the lines have changed a lot since then. And it seems like Mac Jones is going to be the pick. Maybe. Not. We'll see. I still, I'm, my conspiracy theory hat is on. All right. Mm-hmm. We will be back either next week or may have another bonus episode on Thursday. Stay tuned for that. It's possible it might not happen. Other than that, enjoy the draft and good luck with your bets. Peace out.